everybody. Ben Nelson, the Everyday Real Estate Investor here. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the show. And we are going to jump right into it today. Today, we are going to talk about four ways that you can get started in real estate investing without having a whole lot of money to uh, to work with. Because, you know, a lot of times when we're starting out, there's just, we, we get into it, we, we have this, you know, we can see the big picture of, uh, of, uh, financial freedom, uh, but maybe we're not in a place where we've uh, we've had a lot of money saved up, and uh, you know. So, how do you get started when that is the case? And and I know you know a lot of people also get started. Uh, maybe they have some retirement funds to work with. Maybe they've uh, built some other businesses. Uh, so there's absolutely uh, you know different scenarios for different people. But a lot of people want to get involved in real estate and become interested in real estate because whatever they're doing. Uh, right now is not working. And so they want to figure out another way. And real estate is is the vehicle to do that, which is awesome. And I agree with that path. So how do you do that, though, when you don't have a lot of money to work with? So let's talk about that. I'm going to talk about four different things, to uh, four different ways to do that. Um, and we'll just kind of dive into each one of these. And I'll give you some, some highlights of each of these areas. And uh, hopefully this will give you some ideas for how to uh, get involved in and do some more uh, here with even if you don't have a lot to work with. So the first one that I am going to talk about is seller financing. Now, this is a big topic in a number of ways and uh, because there's a lot of nuances to seller financing. Um, but I also, you know, first want to talk about the fact that, you know, this is often brought up as, uh, you know, the no money down thing and, and, uh, you know, all you got to do is find a seller that's willing to carry a contract and you can buy a property with with little no, no money down. And I, I have to call BS on that just be in, in the sense that it it happens. Absolutely. But it's often pitched like this is this is every day. You know, it's not not an issue to find these deals. You know, you just go out there and talk to a few people. I mean, that's how it's perceived a lot of times. But, you know, it's it's really, this is, it can happen. Absolutely. You need to have your mind open to this possibility, but, but it, it is, it is tough to find. You have to find the right seller in the right situation and the right property to make this work uh, for a lot of reasons. Is there underlying debt? What is the seller even trying to accomplish? Are they able to carry a contract? Are they willing to, are, are they, um, you know, it's a big, you know, most, it, most sellers, even if they are willing to, you know, it's a, it's a huge risk to take no money or very little money as a down payment uh, from a buyer that you just maybe met and you don't have a relationship with. So um, there's a lot to unpack there, but, but I just want, you know, I, I want to set proper expectations, I think is, is the main thing and make sure you understand this is a possibility, but, but if you're, pigeonholing yourself into like, this is the only scenario that works for me is I got to find a seller that's willing to carry a contract, you know, and I can put $5,000 down and, you know, that's all I've got to work with. And so let's go, let's go hunt for that. Uh, you're going to be talking to a lot of people until you find that, that scenario that's going to work. Um, and, and the other piece of that is if you've listened to any of my other podcasts on seller financing and just um, some, some of the other uh, like kind of negotiation aspects of real estate investing, it becomes really about you and what you want. If that is your main focus, like, I need to find a property where a seller will do this. Number one, that scenario is going to be pretty rare. And number two, 
when you're talking to them, you're thinking about the whole time about, well, I need, I need this to be structured this way because it works for me. And it becomes about you and not about the seller, which is who it needs to be about. That's how you create win-win deals. That's how you negotiate properly. That's how you uh, build that, that rapport and that trust with the seller is not by putting what you need on the table, um, but by understanding what they need and then crafting that deal around them. So it's just, and you can do that. You just, I want you to be aware of that. If that is how you're trying to approach this, um, make sure you're, you're just hyper aware of the fact that, okay, this is how I needed this to work uh, for this deal to work for me, but uh, you're not uh, portraying that to the seller. You're, you're continuing to keep the focus on them and then craft the deal and say, Hey, this, I think this would work for your situation, you know, tax reasons, you know, you want to keep cash flow, but without the management, you know, all the things that, could make seller financing actually make sense for the seller uh, and also make sense for you as, as a buyer. So I have done some of these before. I've done these in a number of, of different ways. Uh, I have um, done ones where I'm going to, I'm going to flip the property fairly quickly, just, you know, rehab it a little bit and put it back on the market. And where I basically just, Hey, do you need the money right now? Um, and uh, if not, here's what we could do. And I'll just, I'll pay you when we're, done or I'll pay a little bit now and then I'll pay you the rest when I resell it. I'm just totally an open book. I, hey, I'm going to come in. I'm going to put some money into this. I'm going to turn around and, and resell it. Um, are you okay with that? And, and here's how I would like to structure that. Um, do you need, do you need the money right now? Um, and so I was, I've done some where I've done a little bit down. Um, I'll pay the rest at closing. Of course, I get, or I, when I resell it, um, of course I give them an interest rate uh, on that while they're, um, while they're carrying that financing um, and it works. And I've done that quite a few times. Uh, you can also, if the seller needs a little bit of, of money um, and you don't have it, uh, if they're willing to uh, be a subordinated debt, if they're willing to be second position financing um, that, and have someone in, in line in front of them, as far as a, as a debt obligation uh, against the property, you could have them take a down payment. Say you're buying a two hundred thousand dollar house. Hey, I need, you know, um, I need at least a hundred thousand dollars, but I can carry the rest. Okay, well, where am I going to get that other hundred thousand dollars from? Um, you know, plus it needs a little bit to fix up and 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 all that. I need the money for that. Um, you can find private investors that are willing to uh, to lend as long as their first position. You know, if they need if you need a hundred thousand dollars in that scenario, they're fifty percent. Um, loan to value in first position. Yes, the entire property has the full purchase price um, as debt, but they're protecting their first position um, on, on that, the private investors. So that's another way you can go about doing that. Um, so seller financing is a great tool. Again, um, there's lots to that uh, that we can get into. And, and I've talked about before uh, too much for today because we're just going to hit the highlights. But um, But keep that as a possibility. You definitely can get in. Um, if you're creative with your seller financing structures uh, with with very little down. Um, but again, um, you kind of want to have multiple options because you're otherwise you're trying to you know fit that fit that scenario into everybody that you talk to, and that's really tough. Uh, next one would be uh, partnering. Partnering is a great way to get in involved in real estate if you don't have a lot of uh, of money to invest. People think about, uh, the resources. And when you think about well, what I have to work with, most of the time you think about, well, what do I have in the bank? How much money do I have in the bank to invest? And there are so many other resources that are of value that you need to recognize. You Are you willing to 
Do you have time to invest? Do you have uh, market knowledge? Do you have some type of expertise? Are you able, are you good at managing uh, projects? Are, can you come in as a project manager? Are you able to just grind and go source some deals? Uh, things like that. Those are all super valuable. There are people that have money ready to invest, but they don't have a deal to invest it in and they don't necessarily have the time to go out and grind it. Or maybe they don't know your market as well. Um, maybe they don't have some of the connections that you have. So, so take inventory of what you do have to offer and find people that have some capital say, Hey, I'll, I'll go find a deal. I'll go source a deal. I'll knock on doors. I'll do whatever I need to do. Talk to people. I'll, I'll structure a deal that makes sense. Um, and if you can bring in, you know, some capital to do it and I'll manage the project. I'll get it under contract. We'll rehab whatever that investment looks like. Um, and we'll partner on the deal and we'll split the profits at, profits at the end. And there are lots and lots of people that are willing to do that because they know, hey, if you that's worth something. You went and found this deal and structured the deal. Um, you know, I'm, I'm more than willing to provide the capital for it. This is a great deal. I'm going to give up some of that for partnering with this person. But all I'm doing is providing, you know, some capital and, and maybe bit a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm a little bit involved in the deal, but most of it's being done by um, this other person. And so, uh, you know, that's an opportunity for them that they wouldn't have otherwise. Uh, so partnering is a great way to do that. You can come alongside other people. Yes, you give up a piece of the pie, but you know what? I always say a a part of a pie is a lot better than all of, a, of no pie, right? So if you can't do the deal, you're not gonna make any money. But if you can split the deal, at least you can do the deal and everybody makes some money. So um, the other thing you can do is, so yeah, you can, you can stay, you know, you can, well, we'll get into the, 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 the next one is a little bit uh, different than that, but it's, but it's similar bringing deals to other people, but, um, but yeah, you can, you can stay in the deal. You can be sweat equity. You can do the work, you can manage the project um, and you can bring value in, in that way. So again, take inventory of what you do have to offer. Don't just look at what you don't have. I don't have money to invest. How do I invest in real estate? Um, what what can you offer? What can you bring to the table and bring that to the table and find people that have um, what you don't have and you can all work together. So that's a great way to uh, get in in real estate if you don't have um, a lot of capital to work with. Um, the next one is uh, wholesaling. And I just kind of alluded to that in, in the comments uh, a, a minute ago. Um, so very so similar in the sense that you are bringing value to uh, someone else that is going to invest in this deal. Um, but what you're actually doing is you're, instead of partnering with somebody, you are, um, you're going out, you're sourcing the deal, you're negotiating it, you're getting it under contract, you're getting an agreement with the seller, and then you're going out and you're marketing that to, um, to other investors and say, Hey, this is a great deal. And you're getting a fee for doing that. Uh, now wholesaling is not investing in the sense of, putting capital to work and, and things like that. But uh, it is a great way. It's a business. It's a great way to create cash uh, that you can invest. Uh, it's a great way to learn the market, to gain experience and skills and all the things that you're going to need uh, to be successful as an investor. You have to know value if you're wholesaling, because if you don't bring a good project, something that's going to give uh, someone good returns to, to, you know, then you're, you're not going to find a buyer for it. You're not going to get your fee. So it forces you to learn the market. It forces you to learn face-to-face -face negotiation with sellers because often that's what you're doing. Um, and all those, those nuances of what you need to, to know to be a successful investor. So it's a great way to get involved with a little bit 
um, with a lot less risk, actually, because you're not the one taking down the project. You're locking it up. Essentially, if you can't sell it, it means it wasn't a deal. Um, and if you do sell it, it was a deal and you get the, the money up front. You're not in it long term trying to you know, make that that longer term uh, play, that flip or whatever it is. Um, and so you're kind of in and out of the deal uh, without without that long term risk. So it's a great way to learn and get involved and be in the game and be learning all of those things. Now, it, it does take time to do this. You have to you really have to grind. You have to beat the streets. Um, if you don't have a ton of money to invest in marketing, you have to figure out some proactive ways to go out and and do that. But you can you can you could go drive the streets in your market and you could take down. I guarantee you, you drive in a neighborhood around you. You uh, you keep your eyes open for that opportunity. And as you do this, you'll find it more what you know, something that's not quite right, something that's you know, looks a little bit off, uh, uh, properties that look like they're not taken care of. And there's so many tools out there to find who owns that property, um, you know, and, and how long they owned it, what do they owe on it, like all of those things. Uh, but, and just and make phone calls, call them, knock on the door, whatever it takes. So it, and it's that grind. Um, but you can do that without any money. I mean, gas money, right? You're driving around um, and, and if you don't have gas money, ride your bike right so you can you can do that and you can source deals and if you find a good deal there are buyers always looking for that um the other thing that takes time you have to build your buyer list right so this is a a relationship business uh you have to have people that you know hey if i lock this up at this price um and here's how much they're going to make on it because i know value now um they're going to buy it if i bring that to them um and, and so you have to build that buyer list and it doesn't have to be a long buyer list by the way it just needs to be uh, a buyer list of people that you know are going to perform. I'd rather have a short list of you know ten to ten to fifteen investors that I know are ready and able to buy, and you br I bring them a deal, and and they're like, yeah, let's go, that we're going to close on this, uh, than have a thousand people on a list that I have no idea what their ability to perform is. I have no idea who they are. Um, I'm just blasting it out to a bunch of people. So the, the the best way to do it is know who your buyers are, know who your serious investors are, know what they're looking for and go find that for them that's you know reverse engineer it right um instead of just going and, and finding a deal find the buyers figure out what they're looking at uh for and then go search for that um that's a great way to do it uh okay last thing last way is uh becoming an agent now this is not investing either but it gets you in the game so if you are just looking for how do I get in front of real estate more often? How do I get more opportunities in front of me? Uh, how do I learn about real estate and my market and all of those things? Uh, being an agent is a great way to do that. Now, being an agent is very different than being an investor. But if you're if you're of the mindset of okay, I want I am going to be an investor, but I want to just be exposed to real estate on a daily basis on a regular basis and learn some other skills that are going to be helpful with my real estate investing, market knowledge, negotiation, sales skills, all of those things that are important in investing. Uh, it's a great way to, to get started um, and just really get in the game and be uh, around real estate on a, a daily basis. Um, and the great thing is that it's minimal cost. There's not a lot of cost to get it licensed in, in most states. Um, you can join a great team that is going to feed you 
uh, opportunity and lead flows, uh, flow and like and learning opportunities, things like that. Um, yes, you'll give up a little bit more of your deal for for being on a team like that, but uh, you're going to have learning opportunities. You don't have to go out necessarily and spend a ton on marketing because they're feeding you leads and opportunities. Um, and so that's a that's a great way to do it. Um, and and you're building your network, you're building your skills, you're you're in the game and and you're learning. The other thing that I want to make sure that uh, that I point out here is that your your motivation for getting your license, you have to separate brokerage from from investing in a number of ways. But but I hear a lot of people, well, I'm going to get my license so I can you know save the commission. That is not a reason to get your real estate license. That's a terrible reason to get your real estate license, actually, because if you're if you're it's it goes back to the whole is this an expense or is it an investment in my project being a, a success, right? So your mindset is coming from a scarcity mindset. If you are thinking, how do I save a couple percent on sale uh, on sale costs? Uh, and if you need to do that for your deal to make sense, it, you're you're going in too skinny. Uh, you need to be hiring professionals that are going to market, and you're going to often you're going to get more money um, hiring somebody that's that knows uh, how to market the home for you um, and how to get get competitive offers and all and position the property and all those things. But um, which you can do that as your own broker. But um, but the reason behind it shouldn't be I'm going to save a couple percent on selling it because that's that's a really poor reason to do that. The reason. That you should be getting your license if you is if you want to represent buyers or sellers or other investors you want to be in the game um, in a different way in a way that kind of forces you into um, being in front of real estate on a daily basis um, so those are those are great ways hone your skills be in front of being in front of real estate um, you know represent other people have another have another source of of income um, in as far as commissions um, not just to save money in in uh, in commissions and fees when you are selling your own deals. So uh, there you go. Four ways to get started uh, with very little money. Uh, those you know we got seller financing, great option. But you know just again remember that you got to find the right scenario if you don't have a lot of money to work with. Partnering with people, be that person bringing opportunity, grind it out, you know, stay in the deal and, you know, help manage that deal, whatever you need to do, um, bring what the resources that you have available to the table and find people that have what you don't wholesaling again, finding those opportunities and bringing them to people that are ready to buy um, and, you know, doing that grunt work and finding and sourcing those deals or becoming an agent again, not investing, but gets you in the game, helps you hone your skills and uh, all of those things. So, uh, hopefully it's been helpful to you. If you are just starting out and trying to figure out how to do this, um, these are four great ways to get started. So don't wait, pick one and commit to it and go that direction. Learn everything that you need to learn to uh, be successful in it and go out and grind it out until next time. Make it a great rest of the day.